0: Hi, I'm Ruby, and I'm Rachel, and this is our podcast, A Life Crisis, Episode 6. This week, we're going
1: to be discussing the question or crisis, should I work, study or travel in my 20s?
0: All right, so as always, we're going to start off with our crisis of the week, but we're also adding in a win of the week now, um, just to make things a little less negative. So, yeah, we're going to have a crisis of the week and a win of the week. So what's yours, Rach? Yeah, love that we're being
1: a bit more positive,
0: (laughs) a bit less pessimistic over here.
1: My crisis of the week, it's sort of just been that I've been quite sick and it's really knocked me back a bit. I had, like, a really bad sort of, like, respiratory virus thing, so breathing was bad and I felt like I was so lazy. I know, like, when you're sick, you're meant to rest, but yeah it just it just gave me a bit of a crisis of like oh my body's not working and I felt like my breathing was bad and i would like lost fitness and stuff so yeah it just got me a bit down in the dumps feeling sick and now I'm still got this like lingering runny nose and yeah it's getting me down but win of the week would be I finally finished moving house so yay um it was pretty exhausting but yeah really happy with my new place and we got it all set up in like a week which is pretty good and me and my partner were both sick while moving and setting it up and didn't have much help I mean we had movers but like you know just the two of us did everything apart from movers so yeah that's me what about you
0: nice um, my crisis of the week. Um, I'm just starting to like look ahead a bit for work because it feels like Christmas is very fast approaching, um, and like, I'm spending Christmas with my family. And then at the start of January, like I'm going away for like two and a half weeks to New Zealand, which is super exciting. Obviously, not complaining about that. I just think as a new like freelancer, now I'm trying to figure out like how I balance work while I'm like over Christmas and while I'm traveling. Like I'm definitely going to have to do like a bit of work, but I'm not sure like with some clients, if I'm just like, I can't do anything for you for two and a half weeks. Or if I try to still keep doing like work for them, like at, a, at like the bare minimum, that's my crisis. It's just trying to like figure out that like the new the new things have been a freelancer. So, yeah. Um, and my win of the week is also to with work. I have got my sixth ongoing client now i'm starting like properly with him tomorrow um and that was my goal for the year was to have six ongoing clients and so i'm super proud of myself and really excited about that and he also said that he's like potentially already found me um like another client as well even though he has never, hasn't even met me yet or worked with me i was like thank you <laughs> um so yeah that's my win of the week nice that's so exciting you doing so well <laughs> thanks Um, The other thing I wanted to, so I was doing a research for this week's pod app, which we'll get into shortly. But basically, I also came across this article that was talking about like kind of like some stats around a quarter life crisis, which I thought would be fun to share on this podcast because obviously kind of relevant. Um, So the article I was reading, they had um, surveyed thousands of 25 to 33 year olds around the world on whether or not they've experienced a quarter life crisis and why. And the data showed that 75% of 25 to 33-year-olds had experienced a quarter-life crisis with the average age in 27. So, Rach, we've only got another quarter-life crisis to look forward to.
1: <laughs> if the average age of your quarter-life crisis is 27, doesn't that sort of imply that you're going to live to like 100 and beyond?
0: I guess so. I guess it's just like a, a phrase, I guess. Um, but it was also super interesting. <laughs> the stats were saying that... Um, sixty-one percent of people said that finding a job or career they're passionate about was the number one cause of their quarter life crisis. So yeah, I was like, that it just yeah, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, I wonder if this is like what people have always been stressed about, or is it sort of a relatively new conundrum? I feel like having a career crisis at age twenty-five to twenty-seven.
0: Yeah, I feel like it must be like relatively new, right? Because like obviously back in like the day I don't really know what I mean by like the day but obviously like you just had to like work to like you know like on your farm to so you had food to put on the table at the end of the day and stuff like in the older days like obviously it wasn't really like about progressing your career it was just about like putting food on the table I think only when capitalism like really started that this started becoming a thing
1: yeah especially for women oh excuse me you know women as well working
0: yeah true
1: yeah I think it's quite new the whole sort of your like what have you said here it must be a a job they're passionate about yeah like a job that like there's low pressure now that your job has to be like a calling or some sort of creative output I don't know yeah I feel like that's a big sort of thing on
0: TikTok and stuff (laughs) Exactly yeah it's interesting um I also really like the stat that said 23 percent of people have taken a career break during this period of uncertainty um to like reevaluate what work they wanted to do and I like find that super interesting because I feel like that's like kind of what I'm doing like not a break but like I did take a month off and then started freelancing and it does feel like a bit of like an, like trying to find what I want to do time um but yeah anyway just some interesting stats made me feel much better uh, <laughs> although kind of because going to have another quarter life crisis in uh, two years apparently. So excited for that. (laughs) So
1: today we are going to talk about, it's a bit of a general crisis, but I think it's something a lot of people experience, sort of that dilemma of am I doing what's best for me right now in life, which is we're sort of channeling that into three buckets of like working, studying or traveling. That sort of seems to be the options for when you're, in your sort of early mid 20s and yeah I think it is a bit overwhelming to figure out am I doing what's best for me do I have time to do all three things do I even want to do all three things so yeah we just thought we'd delve into that because it and talk about our own experiences with both all
0: three areas of life yeah (laughs) yeah um once again I'm bringing some stats to the table on this one hopefully people don't mind stats I find them kind of interesting but Anyway, um, basically the stats were showing that young people aged 15 to 24 were the most likely to be fully engaged in work and study, 82% of people, Um, but the balance of work and study had changed for young people aged 15 to 24 um, in in 2020 compared to like previous years. Um, And then it also said that 63% of all students were aged 15 to 24 years. Um, so like, yeah, pretty high percent of people like studying and working obviously in their twenties. And also we're saying that like the stats for men and women are the same, um, I guess because like 15 to was it 24, like not like a huge percentage of people would have kids by then. So like that wouldn't have impacted like, you know, women, women leaving the workforce. Um, I'm only saying women leaving the workforce because that is the stats show that it is women that leave the workforce when they have kids. So um, obviously some men do, but very small percent. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I couldn't really, find, I didn't really have any stats on like what percent of people like travelled or anything like that. Um, but yeah, sorry, I feel like this is this is rambling and doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't, I don't know where I'm I going. Travelling.
1: No, nah, I mean, yeah, we've got there's heaps of numbers. I find it weird that those numbers are 15 to 24 because 15 to 18, you're in compulsory education. That's not really a choice, right? You kind I of know. Do, I mean, you cannot do school, but isn't it? At 15, surely you've got to be. In yeah, it's random
0: stats. It's from the ABS, though. So I don't know. I think that's just like how they categorize age brackets, which does seem strange. You think they do like from 18 to, yeah, like 24 or whatever.
1: Yeah, like tertiary education. But you've yeah. got here like fourteen percent of students at age twenty-five to thirty-four. But yeah, I think a lot of people do want to go back to uni, but don't actually
0: like I feel yeah. like everyone's
1: thought about it, but seems to be some stigmas attached to Yeah. Well I mean age
0: study. Yeah, definitely. Um, well I mean like we're 24 and most of our friends are, like the same age as us. And I'd say like still like a few are still studying and are planning on like continuing to study. Some of our friends are like have gone to work and then are going back to study. Um, I feel like that it definitely is like a good mix at our age of people doing different stuff. I none of our like super good friends are just like off traveling, although I do know people who are and I'm very jealous of them. Um, but yeah, it feels like there are still people studying at our age. Like, but obviously we're only 24, like I don't think that's That late to be studying, especially if you're doing like a you know five year bachelor master's thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. Degrees are longer now. It's less of that three year bachelor model. There's sort of a lot of yeah. Some jobs expect a master's.
0: Yeah, definitely. But also, it it feels like in like in today's society, like you almost like you have to have a bachelor. Like you have to have at least a bachelor. For a lot of jobs and a lot of jobs even expect a master's now just like as a minimum which is crazy like I feel like the bar is just getting higher and higher for what you need to um, get a job in like if it's a, depending on obviously the industry but yeah I think the bar is like higher and higher so people are studying later and later because you have to spend more time studying in order to go to get the job you want to get mm, yeah
1: advertising is not like that you don't need a master's or I don't even think you need a bachelor to be honest but I think like when I think about if I was going to hire someone I would like them to have a uni degree more just to show that they have something they're passionate about like I don't really care what it is it's just sort of I think it's a good trait to sort of show that you wanted to study something like I think that's quite I think that's something people look for
0: yeah I think it is like I, yeah, I feel like for a lot of companies it actually doesn't matter like what the degree is as long as you have one. But I do think that is kind of silly because I feel like there's other ways you can like show that you're passionate about something, you know, I feel like oh yeah, that you shouldn't have to spend an enormous amount of money on a degree just to like be able to get into a job. Like, I feel like there should be alternate pathways. Like, what if you just like self-teach yourself stuff like online, on YouTube and everything like that. Um, and then you might like even be more skilled than someone with a degree, but like, workplaces don't really recognise that unless you have, like, a really good in or, like, a connection.
1: Or it can be a um, a TAFE course or something or a, a private course. Like, I did a private course this year, award school, and that sort of got me my job. It's not a uni degree per se, but it was sort of a qualification that, like, was recognised as, like, it's pretty well-recognized. so Yeah, but then yeah, private ones like definitely- that, you
0: can't put it on HEX, right? And they're quite expensive. So it's not really like an option for a lot of people.
1: It's a lot cheaper than uni. <laughs> I mean, it's not on HEX, but yeah, HEX just feels like it's never going to go away. I remember <laughs> in my first year of working, I think, so you know how you like pay off a bit of your HEX with your salary? I think the amount I'd paid off, was then added on with inflation yeah so i just there was nothing it was very depressing yeah so yeah i do have a crisis about my hex debt sometimes i'm like i'm never gonna make enough money for this to ever go
0: away yeah no my mom (laughs) my mom only finished paying hers off when she was like 60 (laughs) doesn't actually matter
1: that's totally gonna be me or i'm just gonna die before i ever have to pay it off i think it um it's null
0: and voided if you die
1: Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no, my parents like to brag that they went to uni before hex were a thing. They got a free degree. So. Yeah, so did my dad. Yeah, we're what
0: the suckers there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the other thing is like, it's an interesting thing to, you know, with like your career, is having a break in your resume, like a gap in your resume is considered a bad thing. But I feel like often for people, that gap in their resume is because They've gone off traveling and I feel like it's becoming a bit more normalized now. Like I think on LinkedIn now there is an option to like put a section on your like timeline that's like, oh, I took this time off to travel. Um, but I feel like a lot of companies are still quite old-fashioned about it and they're like they don't think that having that break for travel is like valuable and, you know, like you've stopped progressing your career because you took that time off and stuff. And I think that's silly because I think, you can learn so much from traveling like real life experience and stuff like that
1: <laughs> yeah i find it funny that when you do take time off people assume it's for traveling like i've taken a week off here and there and then people always ask oh where are you going and sometimes i'm not going anywhere i just want a break <laughs> but i'm quite i'm quite a homebody and i quite like being at home and just sort of like I really like having a weekday off and, like, getting a massage when it's not as busy or, like, having lunch at a cafe and, yeah, I I find that a bit frustrating sometimes, the sort of implication that you always have to be busy and you always, if you are, if there is a long weekend, you have to be somewhere, like, staying in a beach resort or going on a trip and I just really need that break sometimes. Like, I find travelling itself a bit stressful. Even I mean I, I haven't really traveled overseas much ever independently. I've only been with my family who did the whole thing. But um yeah, I, I quite just like having a day at home <laughs> or a weekend at home. Yeah.
0: Yeah, fair. No, I'm the opposite. I'm like any chance I get, I want to go on a trip or like, yeah, travel somewhere. Um, like I feel like I've done a lot of trips this year just because I quit my job to do freelancing, but one of the aims of that, like doing that, I was like, I want more flexibility and more time to travel because I feel like with a full-time job, you know, you only get four weeks off a year. And then when your family live like interstate, you have to use like, you know, a lot of those time at that time to see them. And then, you know, you're not like left with very much time to actually have like a decent trip overseas. Like I really want to do like another, like couple of months long stint overseas at some point, but in our like society, that's just not really a thing because they, your work doesn't give you that leave. So if you want to do that, you have to like quit your job, or you know if you're really lucky and you have you work somewhere where they like really flexible and would give you that unpaid leave or whatever. But that's the whole reason I went freelance is because I really wanted more time to be able to travel. But now I have this dilemma of like, oh, I work for myself, so you kind of always are working. So it's like it's it is actually harder to take time off because you work for yourself because it's like well if I take time off I'm not getting paid leave like in a full-time job so yeah there's like the pros and cons I think of both so I'm just like trying to figure that out now but I do really like that flexibility like yeah like so for example like I ducked to Adelaide this weekend because I when I first went freelance I had been meaning to go for a weekend to Adelaide for so long to visit some friends over there um, And so yeah, then when I became freelance, I was like, "Cool, I'm just going to book a weekend to Adelaide," and that was great. Um, And had that flexibility. So yeah, I feel like it is really tricky with like the modern workplace, like to yeah, have that flexibility and be able to take lots of time off to travel, and yeah, how that impacts on your career and stuff. I don't know; it's, inter- it's interesting.
1: Yeah, what's also really tricky is. A lot of jobs now hire on contracts. That's sort of my first couple of roles was I was on a contract, which meant that I had no real stability of my job. So I was hired on like a one-year contract. So there was like, you know, I, I couldn't really bank on staying at that company for a long time. And that's sort of how people do, I think, afford to travel and have like a job to come back to is you are at a place for a long time, you accumulate a lot of leave maybe you've got long service leave or something or you can sort of easily like be trusted to sort of say hey I'm going away for two months like, yeah. I'll be back yeah but then there's less full-time roles out there though a lot of these are like six month one year contracts so yeah I've just started a new place and I've got no leave so yeah <laughs> I, mean, I have been like I'm going to Japan next year and I the like, I'd already booked that in before I started at a new workplace um but yeah it's just something it's not as simple to do as if, like you know back in 30 years ago when people would spend
0: 10 20 years at the one company exactly also I think it was a lot cheaper back then to travel well true exactly it's very
1: expensive now
0: i know i feel like that is the thing that young people these days young people don't go into a job being like i'm going to be in this job for 10 20 years like I have commitment issues when it comes to a job. I'm like, there's so many things out there I want to try. So why would I stay in a job for 10 years and then try something else? Like, yeah, like I was in a job that I loved, a full-time job, but I was only there for a year and a half before I was like, I want to try something else. Um, And obviously I was lucky enough to do that because I think when you do get older, you do need a more stable job because if you have a mortgage and kids and everything, I understand that. But now like while I'm in my twenties and I don't have any of those responsibilities, I'm like, why not just like you know try a few jobs and see what sticks I think you know
1: yeah something I discussed with sort of a, a, a woman I'm quite good friends with through work she's sort of like a bit older than me a bit of a mentor figure we were talking about how there's sort of you know you come across different people in the workplace and some people are people who want to be experts at their jobs so they will stay somewhere for a very long time so they They want to be the experts at the one thing and they like really thrive off that and then for other people it's sort of once you've mastered something you get bored of it like i don't know know, like have you felt that where you've worked somewhere and you're like you become really good at it and you're like oh i'm a bit sick of it now like what's the next challenge
0: i guess so i feel like my job like i definitely still had stuff to learn i just like had gotten a bit bored because we weren't doing the stuff that i wanted to learn if that makes sense like, there were so many things to learn. But, it, like... but even,
1: like, in hospo, maybe. Like, did you feel that?
0: Oh, yeah, hospital. I, like, so bored.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've definitely felt that when I worked, like, retail jobs. Like, I just knew the store so well. Like, I could, work was just, like, so robotic. So, yeah, I, I think that, yeah, travel and studying can sort of help scratch those itches of, like, a new challenge.
0: Mm, definitely, yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah, that's at least how I feel when I'm, like, oh, I'm sort of, I've kicked off this thing, or I've succeeded at this thing. Then maybe I should try something else. And yeah, yeah. it's just sort of this ongoing cycle.
0: Um, all right, Rach. So, what are your like? What's your personal thoughts, feelings about the your the balance of work, life, and tra- uh, Sorry, work, study, and travel in your life. Um, and in your twenties, like, what's what's what have you done so far? What's your plan? Like your forward thinking things like that.
1: It's a tough one because I feel like everyone I know who's over 40 is like you need to travel because they've all traveled and you know people have got kids like you have to travel before you have kids and yeah they really push it and people who've like traveled or lived overseas like it was the best thing I ever did and my feelings are sort of like that's great and all but like that was you know 20 years ago for you it was a much cheaper time and airfares were cheaper and there was less like pandemics and the world and everything so I do find it a bit frustrating but then I also think maybe it's my own sort of uh I can't think of a better word other than like lack of resilience that puts me off traveling like I'm such a princess I don't like being uncomfortable (laughs) and I don't like when things don't go according to plan Um, I am very much a creature of comfort so traveling hasn't really been a big priority for me like I really like going on holidays but yeah I haven't really ever done it by myself it's sort of been my family have organized it and yeah I I like traveling with my family like they we sort of all have I mean I, I am a product of my environment where my parents also aren't like aren't campers or anything so we're going to have a similar approach to going on holidays but yeah I suppose study was also something that for me didn't like school I didn't really enjoy so in my mind I was like I don't really want to study um I mean uni I enjoyed the social aspects but I was actually thinking yesterday about my degree and the amount of times I discussed neoliberalism and had no idea what it meant. Same. Like, what is neoliberalism? I could not give you a definition of what that means.
0: I remember and Googling I that wrote so effort. I Googled that word so many times and I still never understood what it meant.
1: <laughs> yeah, Cubism. What's that? Romanticism. I don't know what that is. I've never thought about these concepts. <laughs> and even when I was at uni, I had no clue. Like why do you get like an 18 year old and you're like yeah let's go discuss very high level philosophical theories with these hungover 18 year olds crazy but I guess that's not a universal experience it's just if you do an arts degree (laughs) Um, so I wouldn't do an arts degree again Um, and I've always felt sort of that I can study I can learn without studying that's something that's important to me like I like to watch documentaries or read non-fiction books or sort of learn things, listen to podcasts without being tested on them. Because yeah. I never, test being tested is something that really stresses me out. Uh, <laughs> this is just me telling you all the things that stress me out. So <laughs> yeah, work's always been a priority. But um, I don't know, I would definitely love to work overseas one day for a bit. Um, that's something I'd like to do in my 20s. And maybe not necessarily in my 20s, but I'd love to take a year off, um, some time off and maybe, like, do some writing projects or just, yeah, just have a bit of a break <laughs> from it all. Yeah, that's me. What about you?
0: Yeah, fair. Um, I mean, I feel like I just want to be travelling right now, to be honest. Um, that's, like, the main, yeah, because I'm. that's how I feel. I'm, like, well, while I'm in my 20s, you know, like, I'll never have this chance again that's my yeah that's my kind of vibe um but you know I have to have enough money to do that I want to live overseas at some point in my 20s like probably just like a year or something um and then also like bookend that with a bit of travel you know um so that's definitely one of my plans my 20s it's definitely still a few years away just because like obviously I'm doing freelancing now which I feel like is really good a good career like a, a good job option for if I move overseas you know like If there's, um, you know, depending on where we, like, move, if there's not really any job opportunities, I can just do freelancing still um, with, like, clients back in Australia or whatever. Um, So, yeah, I think it's good that I'm, like, setting this up now so in the future when I move overseas I can do that. But I won't be moving overseas for a couple of years because I want to do that with my boyfriend and he is only, like, just starting um, his work. And so he wants to have a few years, like, in his job before like he changes his job or whatever, which means like before we move over, like we can move overseas. Um, and also like I have a lease and everything. My friends are here. So I'm like, yeah, give it a couple more years in Melbourne. And then I definitely want to move overseas. Um, but I also do really like working. I like the, like the purpose it gives me. I really enjoy that. So I feel like for me, like working and traveling at the same time is my ideal dream, but also like trying to make that work is hard. Because obviously, like, you don't want to go overseas and just spend, like, your, your entire time working. Like, you want to have time to, like, have adventures and stuff. Um, also, like, yeah, obviously, I've done, already done, like, my bachelor. I did a panic um, certificate in COVID because I couldn't get a job. So, I did an extra, like, like bit of study that I'd never even thought I would do. I'm glad I did it. I didn't really like it, but I'm glad I've got it because, like, a lot of jobs that I want, um, need tertiary qualifications in comms and media. And I've got that now. Uh, But even like recently, I was looking into it again, like doing more study. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Like I like the hex thing, I don't want to get more of a hex debt. And like, I just think learning things like on the job is the way to go. But also like a lot of places won't hire you unless you have the qualifications. And like, I kind of want to like, you know, pivot and get into some different like stuff in my career. Like I want to do like some sort of journalism so, yeah, I was like looking at studying again recently and I'm like, I think I'm just going to give it a year and see how if I still feel like I want to study more in a year. And like, you know, it's like when they say, like, if you want to get a tattoo, you should like put a picture of your tattoo up and like in your bathroom. And then after like a year, if you still want it, then you should get it. So it's like that that kind of thing, I think, because it's like a big investment. Um, and yeah, Also, I don't think there's anything wrong with going back to uni at like 26. So I'm kind of happy with that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, basically, I just, I just kind of want to have fun in my 20s, I think is my vibe. I just, like, want to try out different jobs, do things that I enjoy. I'm not really worried about, like, you know, a lifelong career at this stage or whatever. Um, I want to travel. I might do more study. I don't know. I'll see. My motto at the moment is fuck around and find out. So that's the vibe I'm going with. Um, but, yeah.
1: So our recommendations for sort of dealing with this crisis of what, do you want to do with your 20s so they're kind of a bit general but something i find helpful helpful to a point sometimes i do go down a bit of a rabbit hole with this is sort of like online forums something like reddit or facebook groups where you can see people asking a lot of times people are asking me the, the exact same question that you have sort of maybe you might be like oh i want to quit my job and go back to uni or i want to spend three months in europe and then people having online discussions because, yeah, you, you might not have friends who have done that thing. So you can sort of, you know, rely on the, the the world wide web to get answers.
0: This is exactly what I did when I was like quitting my job and starting freelancing. I remember I like I got to the point where I was like, I don't know. I can't even, I think the question was something like, you know, um, how do you know what you want to do with your life? And I was really having this crisis and I was like, oh my God. But, and I was like, I think I was asking a few people in my life and everyone like, wasn't really giving me the answers I wanted. So I posted on Reddit for the first time in my life and it was so funny. And same thing. Like I just got all the other, like same answers I'd already gotten and people being like, let us know if you figure it out. Ha ha. But it was nice because it did like make me feel less alone, but great advice for because I did exactly that.
1: <laughs> and it made I me- think Reddit's good because you're anonymous yeah I really like Facebook groups but I am too scared to post things I posted a couple of things like I wanted like a couch recommendation so I posted in like the Life Uncut group but yeah I'm too worried about being attached to my name and like yeah Facebook is so like it's been around for so long you've got friends from like primary yeah. school and it says there. like all your friends want are not- them saying
0: <laughs> i know it says like all your friends are notification Be like this person posted in this group and i'm like i don't know i don't want people to know what i'm asking yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes you need a bit of anonymity so rather yeah. to go 100 percent. great rec rage my recommendation is yeah pretty much just like it's not very this is not a good recommendation this is kind of just advice just give things a go and then if you don't like it just try something else pretty much i'm and i just also think like just thinking like i think just putting things into perspective be like you have your whole life ahead of you and your 20s are just for fucking around and finding out and don't get too stressed if things aren't going the way you want because you have a whole life ahead of you so it's not really recommendation it's just advice someone write that on a damn inspirational quote thing on instagram (laughs) (laughs)
1: because <laughs> well, yeah, so what's the worst that can happen exactly i find that's only to put it like oh if you move overseas and you're really lonely like fuck you're lonely here
0: in your hometown sometimes right like exactly like you can fix that like you can go out and try and make friends or you just move home like i don't know you know there's plenty of options yeah yeah
1: So we'll close out with some more general recommendations of what we've been reading, watching, doing. Do you want to kick off again, I suppose?
0: Yep. I have two recommendations this week. My first one is watch Inside Man on Netflix. It was so good. It has David Tennant and Stanley Tucci and it's only four episodes. It's like a limited series um but holy crap it was so good it was it just got more and more messed up though and it was one of those shows where you're like sitting there like why the fuck are you doing that you know like when you just angry at the characters like for being so stupid <laughs> but great show and I was like yeah it kind of like wrapped it up at the end you know and I was like oh, okay it must be limited series they're not doing another season but then if you keep watching after the credits there's a post credit scene that really sets up the second season and I can't wait for it to come out so I can't really say too much because, like, a spoiler alert. But really, would recommend that. Um, that's like a really good piece of TV. I've been watching. I've also I'm watching watching a lot of other um, shows at the moment, but they kind of just trash reality. So I'm not going to recommend them. Like they're good, but Inside Man was genuinely like, a really good show. My other recommendation. Um, is because by the time this comes out, it'll be five days until the Victorian election. So if you're in Victoria, my recommendation is that you go vote and you do your research beforehand about who you want to vote for and who aligns with your values. And um, preferably put the Liberals last. Ha-ha. <laughs>
1: okay. My recommendations are I've got three. So I have been watching Abbott Elementary on Disney+. Yeah, which is is one of the shows that was in the Emmys. Um, and it's really it's really wholesome. It's like a mockumentary style, so like think like the Office, Parks and Rec type of thing. Oh yeah. Um, like it's a comedy. It's set in like a primary school, so like a main in America. Um, but it's really is, funny it's Is it's like so a racist wholesome and show or an older show? yeah yeah ah. no it's a new show huh. yeah so very wholesome. Very much like Parks and Rec, like that sort of yeah, documentary work, like yeah. thing. Yeah, it's funny, it's cute. Doing sure. that. Um, other show is you know pretty mainstream. White Lotus season two.
0: Oh, it's I'm good. Loving it. I'm loving it. It's so good. Yeah, because
1: I was kind of like, oh, why would they make another season? Like the first season was sort of like neatly tied everything up in a bow. Um, but it's all different characters, which is cool, and like it's, it's just as well written. Yeah, so I'm enjoying that. And then a the book I'm reading is called Raised by Wolves by Jess Ho, who's like a sort of social commentator writer. Um, mm-hmm. But she's from Melbourne, and it's all about you might like it actually. It's all about the hospitality industry. She worked as like a um, in restaurants for a very long time. Oh, cool. That's kind of her thing is like writing about hospitality in the industry. Um, but, yeah, I'm just quite good. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm almost finished. I just kind of, yep. yeah, didn't really rage during the move. But hopefully now I can sit down and rage. But, yeah, that's
0: my Rex. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of Quarter Life Crisis. Um, we will be in your ears again in hopefully a fortnight. Um, but sorry, we're all over the place a bit with our podcast releases. But, anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Bye. Love y'all.
0: Bye. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land of which we have recorded this podcast on today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We want to pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that this always was and it always will be Aboriginal land. Sovereignty was never ceded.